we've been talking about this is the year of breakthrough hallelujah and we've had three parts and I thought in the beginning when I first preached I'm like maybe there won't be a part two then there was a part two maybe there won't be a part three then there was a part three maybe there won't be a part four let's guess what there's a part four and the Lord and this is going to be a nice this is a, this is just like when the Lord was speaking to me I was like wow because there's there's it's just it's incredible how man this is going to be the best year of your life if you believe that, put your hands together. Those of you watching me live as well, this is going to be the best year of your life. And if it hasn't already begun, well, get to the program because God wants to bless you. God loves you. And God wants a breakthrough for your life. And I know you want one too. We all do. And there's certain areas in our lives that we need to lay down. And I'm going to do a quick um, breakthrough. <laughs> Breakthrough, right, of the breakthrough. I'm going to do a quick rundown of what we spoke on the first three weeks. And obviously, you guys know the vision boards. We've been talking about this every week. If you have not, it's fine. If you don't have a vision board, don't worry about it. You can still join and get with the program. Now, just because you don't have a board and you don't write it down doesn't mean that it's what you are desiring for, what you're praying for is not going to uh, come to pass in your life. And as a matter of fact, if you have a vision board and write a million things down, we know if you put it down and don't put action behind your faith, it's meaningless. Faith without works is? So, yeah. I want to do a quick uh, breakdown. Let's go to Habakkuk 2. Two to three, for those of you that don't know, and if you do know, now you know, and you're going to continue to listen to it. Let's put it up there. Reasons for the reason why, why we put these uh, visions on the vision, uh, excuse me, these images or what we write down on our vision boards. Write the vision, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Hallelujah. So three weeks ago when we first started part one, we broke down breakthrough. The devil wants us to break. We're called to break through, not to break. Someone say breakthrough. Breakthrough is a sudden increase of knowledge, understanding, and promotion. When we speak about breakthrough, we're speaking about advancement. When we break through, especially when we're talking about this year, we're going to be talking about breakthrough the whole year. And, you know, this word breakthrough is a word that we've used for many, many years. And it's, it's a beautiful thing because we're talking positive here. We're talking about there's a breakthrough in your marriage. There'll be a breakthrough in your relationships, a breakthrough in your finances. Hallelujah. A breakthrough with, with your health. A breakthrough with your mind, a breakthrough. If you were a person that's depressed, you break through that, hallelujah. And now you're going to have peace, a breakthrough with anxiety. We don't want any of that, hallelujah. You can break through with many different things. This is the year of breakthrough. A breakthrough is described as heaven manifested on earth. It is a byproduct of the presence of God as well as the authority given us through the cross. Remember, we are in this world. We are not, excuse me. We are, yeah, I said it right. Ah, come on, Albert. We are in this world. We're not of this world. We 
are people from above. Why? We, we have the spirit of God in us. We are born from above. Hallelujah. The day that you receive Jesus Christ, now you are born from above. That's what, that's what born again means. Hallelujah. We have a different understanding, a different meaning. We have a different purpose. Hallelujah. Before you were blind, now you see. I once was lost and now you're found. Hallelujah. And through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. Amen. And we know this world, we need prayer. It needs, we need to continue to be a light. We need to shine. And your breakthroughs are a testimony for those that don't know. Hallelujah. A spiritual breakthrough takes us a step closer to God. It changes us in positive ways in every area of our lives. You'll understand the meaning of faith better. Your faith will be stronger. Your relationship with God, your intimacy with God will grow. Hallelujah. Your revelation, your knowledge, your understanding. Someone say amen. Your trust will be stronger. You'll connect with God in a deeper level. Gain, you will gain a new perspective. And once you receive that perspective, that knowledge from above, what happens? Once you begin to pray, those prayers will be answered. Because now you're operating in a different dimension, in a different stratosphere. We don't operate the way the world operates. We're in it, but we're not from it. Hallelujah. This is the year of breakthrough. The enemy wants you to break, not break through. And how does he do that? Well, he tries to instill fear in us. Don't allow fear and doubt to break the breakthrough that God wants to occur in your life, what you need for your life. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Come on, stick with me. I'm going to move a little fast. I'm doing a recap, but I want you guys to focus. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Receive that church. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Glory be to God. What can man do to you? Nothing. Why? Because you don't need to fear. Why? Because God is with you and he'll never leave you. Glory. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear. Say, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Glory. Then two weeks ago, we spoke on vision. And this today, most of you probably brought your vision boards with you. Maybe you didn't. And if you didn't, it's fine. What I would like for every single person here to do, and those of you that are watching me live from the internet today, I want everyone to be a part of this. So what are you going to do? You're going to take out your cell phones. And why are you going to do that? Man, later on, you can decorate your poster board, go to your nearest office supply store. I want you right now maybe to write one or two things down. In your notes, you know what I'm saying? Notes on your phone, do it. Those of you that are watching me, do it. As I'm preaching, pay attention, because at the end of the service, my parents are going to come here, and we're going to pray over it. Amen? So I want everyone to be involved. Glory. So vision. Without a vision, you are like a chicken with his head cut off. We said this two weeks ago. I'm repeating it again. I want everyone to be 
on point. Why do I need a vision? Well, if you don't have a vision, you are running around in circles. You may have surrendered your life to Christ. You may, you, the day that you pass away and leave this earth, you'll go to heaven. But what about here on this earth? I'm not trying to run around. I'm trying to obtain the promises and conquer now while I'm still breathing. And that's what God desires for us. He doesn't want you to be stagnant. He doesn't want you to run around like not knowing where you're headed. You need to have goals, vision. If you don't have a vision, it's impossible to please God. Why is that? Well, if I don't have a vision, I don't know where I'm going. How am I activating and applying my faith? If I don't have anything to head towards, how can I believe for something? How can I activate my faith if I'm headed nowhere? Or not believing for anything? So you need a vision. All of God's people have a vision. Should, and if you do, you need to begin to apply it. God will instill it. It's up to you if you want to pursue it and believe it. And once you put the faith in, you got to understand, you got to put action behind that faith. Someone say amen. Why? Why do I say this? Faith without works is? And without faith, it is impossible to what? Exactly. Who wants to please the Father this morning? Who wants to please the Father for the rest of their lives? I want to please my King. Hallelujah. And not only do I want to please him, I want to be blessed as well. Hallelujah. Glory. We're all called to have a vision. All of us. Glory be to God. Faith without works is dead. Now it's time to put the work behind the vision. Like I said earlier, you can write down everything in the world that you think of, every desire that you've ever had in your heart, all of the good stuff. But if you don't put the corresponding action behind it, you will not achieve it. That's, that's like I used the last week to, or two weeks ago, and I've been using it. I always use this example. You can get... You can, get the membership to the gym. If you don't go, you're not going to get any results. I don't care how expensive your membership is. <laughs> if you don't go and you don't grab, you don't lift the weight, nothing's going to happen. You don't walk, you don't do the diet, you're gonna, nothing's going to change. I can buy all the fruits and veggies in the world, but if I keep going to McDonald's every day, good luck. I'm being serious. Come on, church. You want something? Go for it. Do it. Believe in God for it. And apply. Get moving last week so now you guys got it right third breakthrough part three last week so i'm going i'm going by by weeks real quick and i'm moving pretty fast but it's okay you with me church say amen, amen. good now last week we spoke third thing is the process the journey the walk now we talked we have the vision now we got to walk it. Don't talk the talk. Now it's time to walk the walk, the journey, the process. So many people want the end result without having to work for it. So many people want the end result without having to go through the process. The process is your walk. The process is the journey. Not the talk, the walk. The process is what pleases the Lord. You're trusting in God, believing in God, activating your faith in God, believing for something that you don't have at the present moment, but no, you still have it. When you get to the point, I said this last week, I'm going to repeat it right now. When you get to the point where you act like if you're the most healthiest person in the world and the doctor tells you you've only got six months to live, whoa, 
When you get to the point where you walk, talk, and act like a king, but everyone, you're, you're normal. Listen, you are a king. You are a queen. When you get to the point that regardless, maybe your marriage is going down the drain and you still act like everything is perfect. Because you know everything will work for those who love the Lord. When you get to the point where even though your children are probably doing crazy things or are far away from the Lord, you're praying, you're believing, and you know what? You still act like everything's all good. Why? Because you know God is in control. That is the point where we got to get to, where we need to strive to be as a church, as a body of Christ. When you know you're going to have a multi-million dollar business, but you still don't even know how you're going to pay rent next month. But you know, and you keep your cool because God has your back. Ooh, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. If you made a promise, you see that is the cloud nine. That is the euphoric moment. Why? Well, you're walking, talking, acting, even though you may not have it now, but you know God's got your back. And one way or another, he made a promise he will deliver. Put your hands together. And then obviously during this process, this is the thing, this is now an uncomfortable process that we all have to go through. Why? Well, because the process isn't easy. The process is we have to activate our faith. The process is we have to trust in God. And why? Well, look what it says here in John 15, 1 through 5. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, glory be to God, that it may bear more fruit. Glory. Three, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Verse number four, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it, it abides in the vine who's divine, Jesus Christ. We can't do anything without Jesus Christ. You can't bear fruit without Jesus Christ. He is the vine. Glory be to Jesus. Verse 4, abide in me and abide in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. We are the branches, church. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. First of all, for those of you watching me live, anyone here thinks you can do it without Jesus, I'll be praying for you, because that's not the way it works. We need Jesus. Now, this pruning process, what does it mean? We all need to be pruned. We all need to be molded. We all need to be, there's certain things that need to get cut off of your life. Like we prayed last week for a bunch of people here. Some of you, I see their faces. You were here last week and some of you were watching me on the internet last, uh, last week. We prayed. We did a prayer. Why? Because there's certain things in your life that you need to be cut off of you. And there's certain things that we, that we need to be pruned. We need to be molded. This is what happens during the process. Because if, if you ask God for something today and he gives it to you tomorrow, what process? Or he gives it to you right when you walk out the door. Amen. Hallelujah. But it doesn't happen like that most of the time. God's just not going to just give it to you, pray today, and boom, it's there. It could happen. Amen. But I guarantee you there's going to be more than more, 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 more times than not, for sure, that God's going to want you to go through a process. Why? We all need to be molded. We all need to be pruned. Put your hands together. 
And this is a constant, constant thing. We all, it's not, an, it's not a comfortable process, but we all need to be molded. Because you know why? Only the fruitful branches are pruned. Why? Because once, it, because once it's pruned, then more fruit grows from it. Glory be to God. More, your harvest multiplies. Someone say amen. amen. Regardless if it's financially, emotionally, mentally, familial, relational, we want to be multiplied blessings upon blessings on blessings on blessings. Glory. Exponentially. Church say exponentially. Exponentially blessed. And sometimes that process does hurt. But what happens? What happens when we do it? Look what it says here. And he takes and every branch that does, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. Glory be to Jesus. Now, today, today, four, today is the day we've arrived, right? Now it's time to show me the money. <laughs> now it's time to put the faith into action. And let me tell you something. This is not just one thing that starts today. This is an everyday thing. Don't think that it's over after today. This is only the beginning. But guess what? The best is yet to come. And this is the fourth and final thing that the Lord has told me. Actually, I'm going to get to that now before I get to that. I'm excited for this day. Why? To be honest with you, the Lord told me, the Lord told me that soon there's going to be people in here. And even those of you watching me live on the internet... You're going, to be coming, you're going to be coming up here, and, and I, I'm excited because I know that people are going to come up. Man, I, God, we prayed for this, and a couple months from now, maybe even a week from now, maybe I don't know how long from now, but it will happen that most of you are going to come up here and have a testimony on how God is good and how God made a way. Amen. I'm excited for that. You need to believe that and receive that. Dreams do come true. I don't care what anyone else tells me. Let's go to Isaiah. I said, you know what the beautiful thing about this is also? That the Lord continued to talk to me and was telling me, hey. He didn't say it like that, hey. But he said it. Because you know that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts. Let's read that. Watch this. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. ESV, English Standard Version, says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are, are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So guess what? The Lord gives us the desires of our heart. You have these vision boards, you have what you're writing down, you have what you're believing for. He's going to exceed them in levels you, don't, you can't even fathom. You can't even imagine. O sea, you're believing in God for a house? Boom, he'll give you a mansion. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're listening to what I'm saying. You want to open up a small business? Watch how God makes your business a four, five hundred business. Okay. You, you want to you wanna fix your marriage on your poster board? Watch how you're going to end up falling more in love with your wife or your husband better than the honeymoon phase. Okay. Is your God big or is your God small? 
Your kids are struggling. Watch how they get back to the feet of Jesus. Your husband, your wife, your family, your friends, whatever. Who believes this? Someone say amen. You got problems with the law? Hey, you think God can't make a way to have something come out and then all of a sudden a miracle happens, a document that you thought was going to put you in jail or something with your family, your friends? I'm being serious, church. How far can you believe? God can do anything. Drugs controlling your life, you'll be set free. Totally. Not only is God going to give you the desires of your heart, he will surpass them in ways you'll never imagine because you don't think like he thinks. You can't see how far God sees. But guess what? Hallelujah. Receive it, church. Because I want to be blessed beyond measure. Do you want to be blessed beyond measure? Are you going to be upset at the guy that has the mansion? Cool, then you can stay in your house. I'm going to allow God to bless me beyond measure. Well, there's nothing wrong with that church, chill. The love of money's wrong. Loving money's wrong. But God wants you to flourish. Abraham, oh my God. You read about him? He, had, he was the richest and he had a bunch of riches. But he knew where the source came from. He received all the blessings. He knew it. And he received it. Do you receive it? Are you going to receive what God has for you? You're going to limit yourself. If you want the small business, it's fine. But don't, get, don't be mad at my brothers and sisters if God blesses them beyond measure. Don't bring with that religious attitude here. We believe in prosperity. Amen. We don't believe it. We don't, you don't love money. We don't love money. That's a sin. But there's nothing wrong with being prosperous. Why? This world loves money. That doesn't mean we need to love it. But guess what? When we have it and then they come looking at us because that attracts the world. This world is dark. So what do we got to do? We gotta be, you think that a poor person is going to listen to another poor person? Maybe they do, but I guarantee you they'll want to understand, hear about the guy that's prosperous. Someone has a small business, you're going to go to someone that has a successful one. You want to learn about that, right? So when they come at you, you attract them. You're a testimony. God made the way. This is the way, the truth, and the life. You'll be a testimony. If you're, if you're struggling with health issues, are you going to go with someone and ask them for advice if they're worse than you? You're going to go with someone that God delivered them from. Hey, how, what happened? What did you do? Whoa, by his stripes, I am healed. What God did for me, he can do for you. Put your hands together, church. I'm wrapping up soon. If you're with me, say amen. Some of you may be thinking, wow, why would God do this for me? I mean, I'm saying, does God really love me like that? I mean, imagine how many of you have children. I have kids. You guys have kids? Okay, here we go. Even though sometimes, and this is what I'm going to get to in my fourth, my fourth point. Before I get there, I wanted I wanted to show you and tell you this because why to use this example just as just as you love your kids imagine how much more God loves you but there's times now when you're believing for something and this is why this is the part four part of breakthrough the problem is here and it could be your solution it could be your best friend or your worst enemy and the word is time timing say timing timing because what happens is now if, I, if, I, if my kids want something, right? Melissa, she wanted a cell phone, right? Like three years ago. Even though I wanted to give it to her because I love her, 
I know that a seven, six-year-old shouldn't have a cell phone, right? I'm even debating it now. She's 10. <laughs> but I still got restrictions on that. Obida, this is a crazy world. You need to be on top of these kind of things, right? Come and say amen. Yeah, we got to take care of our kids, church, and be on top of it. I didn't, I wanted to give it to her. I love her, but it wasn't the timing. It wasn't the right time. And this is what we struggle with sometimes. Why? Because we want to be blessed on our time, not on his. We want to be blessed now. And amen. But guess what? And it's, it's okay to want it now. It's okay to be expecting it now. We should constantly have that. But if you don't get it, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because you want it now in your time right now. Because then what's going to happen is instead of it being a, a, something positive for you, it's going to be negative for you. You're going to allow the enemy to get in your head. Maybe what you believed for, maybe what you thought for wasn't the truth at all. Why don't you have it yet? That's not true. God didn't put that in your heart. Why'd you listen to, why'd you do all that? Why would you even apply for that school? Why would you even apply for that job? Why would you do that? Why would you even pray for that? Or you can think the flip side. Because what happens when that happens is you think it was a mistake. When really God put it and God's testing you to see your patience and trust. You can put your hands together. He wants to give it to you. He loves you. But the problem is we cannot allow time to be our enemy. We need to allow time to be our asset. Time needs to be your asset, not your enemy. Your friend, not your enemy. You need to know regardless of how long it takes, like I read in Habakkuk, it will surely come. He will not lie. It will not lie. It's going to come to pass. You see, God uses time to test us. Imagine if we just got everything right when we asked for it. How can you ever use your faith? How would you ever be able to go through a process? How would you ever be pruned? How would you ever be molded? If all of a sudden I ask, I'll receive right away. Amen. But hey, that's not how it is. There's time in this process. There's time in this journey. And you got to look at it as a time. And God is displeased with this because he sees that you're still trusting in him. You're patient on him. You're relying on him. You're leaning on him. Through the good days and the bad. Through the storms or through the sun. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to take this a little deeper. Where's my mom, Bob? I want her to hear this. Try to get my mom over here. Seriously. Ayuda my polo. I have my dad, my parents here, so I want to use them as an example, but I'm going to wait a little bit till she gets here. Hallelujah. I'm going to, I'm going to get a little deeper on this one. Why is it that God also, not only, he, only, he doesn't only want us, wants to see how much you trust in him. He doesn't want you to just only be molded. He also wants it to give it to you so that you won't even be afraid of how big the dream is for you. I'm going to talk to this side. Actually, those of you watching me live better, right? If God were to show you what you have today, 10 years ago, you would have thrown the towel. You probably would have been like, there's no way. Imagine if God would have showed you today, 10 years ago, that you would be where you're at today. 
and the, and the things he, he's already bestowed upon you right now. Forget about what's coming. Can I get an amen? amen. He's protecting you from yourself. Amen. Oh, God. Time. Time. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Hallelujah. So what happens? Can you imagine if my parents, when they started 40 years ago, can you imagine if, if the Lord would have shown my dad and my mom, she hasn't arrived yet, but it's fine. Later on, I'll tell her. Can you imagine having a mega church? And I'm not saying it's, it's the Lord has, he has blessed us and blessed each and every one of us. 40 years, if, they, if, 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 the, if God would have showed my dad and my mom when they started in La Carpa in Miami in a tent, what we would have been today, they would have trembled with fear. They would have thrown the towel. God protected them. They went through a process. The same's gonna work for you in your life and whatever it is you're doing, church. Whatever it is you're believing for. He can't show you how big it is. You're gonna be afraid. And that's God. This is a good thing. But imagine, you need to go through a process. You, need to, you can't let time be your enemy. Time has to be your asset. Hallelujah. So with this said, time. Vision, put action behind the vision. Be molded. There's going to be a process. That's life. You're going to be in a constant process until the day you're with the Lord. Why do I have to go through it? I've already explained it a lot. We can talk about this after. We can do a meeting later. But you need to go through it. You need to be molded. You need to be pruned. You need to be groomed. Hallelujah. And that is how you're going to continue to flow. In areas, you get to the point where we need to be as a church that regardless of what happens, I trust in my king and I will keep my cool because God's under control in every area of your life. That is the point. That is the key. Regardless, we don't live by what we see, church. We live by what God says. Regardless of what's around me, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see it in your spirit. It's like the movie. Remember we talked about this like two weeks ago. When you see a movie, you're like so into this movie, you see yourself as that person. We use the, we use the thing of James Bond. When I used to watch James Bond, I used to walk out of that thing thinking I'm James Bond. You need to see yourself already there even though you're not there. Come on, church. You're already there even though you're not. You're walking in cloud nine. Or say, you are in another dimension. That is what God wants for his people. Amen. The enemy tries to bring you down. And when I'm saying down in this point, I'm not talking about being down and depressed. He's trying to take you back to earth. We're not from earth, church. We operate from above, not from here. Yeah. He's not just trying to only like make, you know, give you temptation. He's trying to tempt us to be, hey, get back down from your cloud. No. I operate above the, I walk over water. I'll say all over my problems. I don't walk with them. They're not leveled to me. I'm not beneath them or I level. I'm above them because you are from above. Hallelujah. 
Your visions will come to pass. You're going to be molded and don't allow time to be your enemy and have it be your best friend. That's going to mold you. And you'll walk over all the problems. You'll be, you'll be in another completely, your peace will be on another level. Because you know God is with you, man. Hallelujah. Bob, come on up here. I got to start now this. So everyone that's here, um, well, you want to do it up here, Dad, or you'd rather do it down, I met hard for the downstairs, right? You need a mic. Can someone give me a mic, please, for my father? So, church, you ready? And, and I want everyone involved, Dad. I told them not everyone had. Put your hands together. Amen. We're going to pray right now for each and every one of you. And those of you that are watching us live as well, I want you to join this, okay? Do you need your Come on up here, band. Help me out here. And we need a Bible. Because my father, my, uh, there she is. Venga aquí, madre. Hallelujah. Give it up for my mother. So, boy, this, this pulpit is high. I look like you're going to win. Why are you, why are you so tall? I don't know. Is this guy my son, really? <laughs> Jesus. He, he's tall because of his, my side of the family. My family is very tall. My parents, my uncle, everybody's so tall, except yeah. me. Oh yeah, remember before you get to the talk, say this, and then the kids come up first, okay? Bueno, yeah. You know something, something that inspired me about the, about the vision that this morning my husband shared at the Spanish service at the 9, 9 a.m. He was talking about Abraham and how God uh, wanted him to have a vision of what he was going to give, what he was going to do to Abraham, to give him a, a son. And he told Abraham in, I believe it's Genesis chapter 13. And he says, Abraham, look from the place that you are. Look at the stars. Your descendant is going to be as the stars that you see. He never told Abraham, look at the place that you are. Look from the place that you are to what I'm going to do to you. So you don't look at the place that your, your present circumstances, your, your reality, your natural reality. Look at what the Lord is going to do where you are. This is very important what you're going to be doing now. Yes. Because you see life is like when you, it's different steps. And when you go to the next step, it's because God wants you to enter a new level. That's right. And there are different levels, different steps. But anything that you, because of course you have this uh, vision board, and most of the things that are there look personal. But it doesn't matter if it's personal. You have to connect it with Jesus' glory. Right. If you're able to connect it with Jesus' glory, then I'm telling you something. Uh, he is in the equation. And if he's in the equation, you will be a champ. I'm telling you that right now. All these things you have there in that vision board are going to come through because these are steps that the Lord has for you. You see, you have that in your heart. And he's been the Holy Spirit, the one that has drawn a picture in your heart that you may see it. You see, you have to see with your, with your spiritual eyes. You got to see it. You got to, you got to see yourself in the vision. This is very important. Just like a movie. 
There's like a movie that he said, you go see James Bond, you come out thinking you are James Bond. You know what I mean? You got to see yourself in the vision. You've got to see yourself free. You got to see whatever holds you back that is not holding you back, that has been broken. You see, we break through in order to advance. Advance means next step. Next step, all the advancements are up. No advancements are down. So you have a lot to go and you will go if you continue to believe. So this is so extremely important. And I was, whatever you said here in the chapter 15 of Genesis, verse 5, he, he was talking to Abraham. The Lord talked to Abraham and he got him out of the tent before he told him. He says it, and he brought him forth abroad. Brought him forth where? He brought him forth because he took him out of the tent in order to speak to him. And he said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Now, the seed of Abraham, we are the seed of Abraham. So it's extremely, you know. He said, count the stars if you are able. Count the stars if you are able. Because that's how it's going to be your, your seed. It's going to be so big that, see, count them if you are able. In other words, you have to see what others may not see. With your spiritual eyes. And you got to be careful with others because they can kill your dream. Mm -hmm. That We're going to anoint that uh, vision board. But don't, you need to put it in, the, in your house somewhere you can see it. But don't let everybody see it. They will kill your dream. People that love you will be the first ones to kill your dream. Dream killers. Because they think you are nuts. <laughs> you know, you're believing for something that, you know, you cannot just start a job now. I'm thinking that you're going to be a supervisor when you still, you know, have a broom in your hands. But I'm telling you, God is God. Yes. And if he puts Amen. that in your heart, it will take the time. Not a supervisor. You may own the business. You know something? You need to have long-term long -term dreams and short-term. If you want five years from now or ten years from now to buy a house, so that's a long-term vision or dream but you know what you need to prepare now for that that means that you need to start saving you need to start saving now short short term for that vision which is buying a house or whatever it is you need to have short-term vision and long-term vision. vision but you need to have a vision you know when God told that to Abraham that he was going to give him a star's descent and it's going to be as the number of the stars He did not have a son, but he believed the Lord. He believed God, that God was able to perform what he promised. And he will do that with you. We, he will do that with you. Do not consider your, per, your present circumstances. Believe and trust in the Lord. And that dream will see the light. The Bible says, Amen. without a vision, people perish. That's right. If you ain't got a vision, my friend, You will, you will perish. The first thing that are going to perish is your, you don't have a vision, you're going to perish your desire to continue. When people, you know, they, they, they retire, they finish their job, if they do not keep 
thinking of something or having a vision of something, they will die. They will sit in a rocking chair and they will die. They need to have a vision. So even though you may be talking about some of you that are old, no, because we, go, you, we young people don't need to hear this. <laughs> say, laugh, it's a joke. I say, we young people. <laughs> so the thing is that you must always have something in your heart that you want to reach out, yeah. alcanzar, to reach it out, to be able to grab it. You got to go forth towards it. The day that you don't have that anymore, you start perishing. Because without a vision, people perish. I don't care how old you are. Of course, you may not have a bigger vision than somebody that is 20 years old that have more time. But wherever you're at, I'm telling you, God has a plan. And he has a vision for your heart. Give the Lord a hand. Hallelujah.